to head on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. Kind of an emergency episode. We were supposed to record our our normal episode today, but Logan and I were not feeling well. And then I started feeling a little better and we get this... (laughs) Uh, then I was thinking, okay, maybe I'll record a, a U.S. Open Cup preview. But then uh, we get this news dropped by Taylor Twelman on Twitter saying that uh, U.S. Soccer is aware that an Orlando City first-team employee was spying on the Sac Republic FC training yesterday and refused to leave for 30 to 45 minutes after multiple attempts. The U.S. Open Cup final is tomorrow night. If you're listening to this uh, on Wednesday, it is the day of the game. Uh, I went live here on Twitter and YouTube to do this emergency episode. Make it a little easier on editing for me. The video will just go up. I just have to convert the audio then that way. But... This is kind of like a first, I feel, for us when we're talking about MLS and we're talking about American soccer for, you know, uh, I guess cheating scandals. I can't really think of that many. So this is something that I felt like was important enough to say, hey, we we need to talk about this as soon as possible because if we wait until next week after the game, when we would record our next episode, it's, you know, at that point we already know who won, we already know the results, and we could kind of brush over this. So I really want to kind of dig in to this and kind of share my thoughts as I've been texting Logan back and forth and been texting some other people. Um, what I think this looks, I think this looks a little weak for Orlando city, right? I understand though. You're in your first cup final since MLS is back. And and that's what we don't know who. Who assigned this? It's a first team coach or first team staff member that went over to watch. So is this Oscar Perea saying like, hey, go spy on them? Like whose idea is it? Is he feeling pressure that he says, I need to have somebody go spy on them? Or is it, uh, you know, uh, somebody else sent this first team staffer i that's what i don't know i don't 
we're all still kind of new on what's going on here with this storyline. And when Twelman says U.S. soccer is aware, does that mean there's going to be some sort of steps that are taken to rectify this? Is could Orlando be given a punishment? Um, maybe they can't qualify for the U.S. Open, or would they be able to even if they win this game? Would they be able to give their Champions League spot to Sacramento? Like, what type of steps can U.S. Soccer take that will curb? this behavior so other people don't do this going forward. And that's kind of the biggest question I have is what is the appropriate measures for this? What is the appropriate step that makes other teams look back and say, we can't pull in Orlando and, and, and send a spy. Like what is enough, right? Is it a fine is it they can't play in the open cup next year? Is it they can't get in the, Champions League, even if they win? And do they announce this soon? Or is this announced after the game? Like, that is the question. As we all know, I think U.S. soccer is pretty much known to be notoriously slow, I would say, in this type of situation. So does that mean that they're not going to have some sort of... uh, you know, punishment ready to go. How long would the investigation take? Well, it says they're aware that somebody was caught, which means to me, I don't think there needs to be much of an investigation, right? I feel like they know. I feel like the person was caught. So what do they, what do they do? What do you do in this situation? So why I was saying it looked weak in Orlando's end of it, is are they under that much pressure where they decide they have to send the spy for a team that's not even in MLS? This is a team that's in the USL. Yes, they've knocked out a few MLS teams along the way. But in the, you know, they're in the USL championship. They're not even the best team in the USL championship. Orlando has struggled notoriously at home. And they've been struggling this season, but they have four straight wins leading into this game. To me, this sounds like lack of confidence, lack of self-assuredness that they can win this game without sending a spy. What you know, like I, I understand people will say, well, what could you be spying about? It's not like baseball where you're learning signals, it's not like football where they have drawn up plays, but they could be spying on their uh, formations, their set pieces. There, there are things that you can, I'm sure, glean on, or else why would they have done it? <laughs> it must have been worth it enough for Orlando to say, let's send somebody to go spy on them. So anybody excusing that by saying, well, you know, you can't really pick up much from, uh, you can't really pick up much from in soccer. It's not like football. It's like, well, Orlando thought it was worth it enough, which to me says that it's worth it enough that they could pick up some sort of information from it. So we have that cloud now hanging over this game. This is a big game. This is the U.S. Open Cup final. This is going to be on ESPN Plus September 7th. That's Wednesday. 
8 p.m. Eastern time at Exploria Stadium at Orlando. And we will see what comes of it. In my mind, I think there has to be some sort of harsh, steep punishment to ensure that nobody else is going to try this again. We don't want anybody else to try this again. And I I don't understand why they felt the need to do it this time. Like I said, I guess that means they thought that they needed it, Mm -hmm. that they could pick up something from it. But when I look at that, I'm saying, you don't think you can beat a USL team at home in a final? You know... I know some people think probably the gap is not too big from USL to MLS in this country. And sometimes they're right. So USL championship, they can afford some players. But I think it is a little, like, again, I think it looks weak. I think it makes them look weak. And I'm worried what this says about Orlando's mindset, you know, what happens now, if, if they lose this game, does that mean, you know, Oscar prayer is on the hot seat. If they don't make the playoffs or like, what, what is he being measured on that? He felt like he needed to go win this, this cup by spying. Is it just the, the need for, a trophy, which, you know, and I don't think he's won since Porter Shield. I have to pull up his stats real quick because I'm riffing on this. Okay, he won an Open Cup in 2016, and he was a Supporter Shield winner in 2016 with Dallas. So he has won this competition in the past. But I'm guessing, you know... Again, whatever reason, he has pressure to do this, or they're just like, hey, why don't we do that so we can assure a win here and get in the Champions League? Like, That's where the, the question is really hanging over for me of what are they trying to accomplish with this? And uh, that's something I guess we, we just won't really ever know. I don't think they're ever going to come out and be like, well, we were doing it for this reason. They got a big game against Philly away as well on Saturday only three days after this game. So maybe they're feeling, you know, the crunch of trying to make the playoffs and wanting to take, you know, their mind off of a cup game and just try to easily get there. I don't know. I'm not going to try to keep speculating on what caused them to do this. But they're in a playoff hunt. Four straight wins. Let's put them back in a playoff picture. They're three points away from a home game with a game in hand to NYCFC. They got they got a big run coming up here, Orlando. But I'm sure they also want to win this cup, and that and that's why they probably did what they did. I don't know. It is sad too. You know, I've talked to people in the past about how this team. You know, I was in Florida when they joined MLS. I was living there on my college program, my second college program for Disney. And we had watched them, 
you know, get announced as a team when I was back home. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll go down there and, you know, they'll enter the league. I can go to some games and kind of have like this fondness for them that is now kind of soured with this. You know, they were in the MLS's back cup final in 2018. Uh, not 2018. Sorry, that's before COVID. Uh, the <laughs> 2020. Um, they lost that against Portland. And haven't really had a taste of it since 2021 wasn't a great season for them. Uh, kind of got bowed out of the playoffs pretty quickly. 2020 as well. And this season was rough and it looked for a while like they may not make the playoffs. They seemingly are now right that they're in a good spot. And then they do this. So at this point, I think we'll leave that storyline for the Open Cup final alone until we get more information on why they did this and what exactly they were trying to do with that. But yeah, we're we're I'm patiently waiting for an update here from Twelman or or somebody, give me some information. This is forty four minutes ago now. Need some more info on this. I also think it's weird when some of these Orlando fans are like replying to Taylor Twelman saying like I don't believe you, uh, or this is not true, and it's like uh, I don't know why you would say that he. He is reporting what U.S. Soccer is aware of. That means U.S. Soccer has confirmed this to him. Right? That's what I would take it as. U.S. Soccer is aware that an Orlando City first-team employee... I'll share the tweet. Let me share the actual video of it so people can see the exact wording. I'm reading it on here. U.S. Soccer is aware that an Orlando City... A first-team employee was spying on Sac Republic training yesterday and refused to leave for 30 to 45 minutes after multiple attempts. This is to me that Twelman is not just saying that there was a spy. He's saying U.S. Soccer is aware there's a spy. So for some of these people saying, uh, you know, you're, you're wrong, uh, then, or I don't believe you, I don't know. I feel like U.S. Soccer is saying, well, I smell BS is what some of these people are saying. Um, I feel like that means that he got it confirmed from U.S. Soccer, right? This is what, probably the second biggest scandal in MLS since <laughs> the in the last two years, because we just had the Miami DP one last year, which was another fun storyline. But this one, I think, hurts more of the integrity of... Well, I guess that one did, too. I think this one hurts a bit more because of its... Before a big game, before a cup final against a team that's not even in your league. Not saying it would be right if they were in your league, but if they're in your league, you're at least like, oh, I really feel worried we can't beat them. You should be going in confident to this game at home against USL team that you can win this game. Even if they knocked out other uh, other teams. You should be like, okay, they knocked out other teams, but not us. Like, we're home. We're going to win this game. We're going to win a cup final. This is what we play for 
guys. We play for cup finals. We, we want to win trophies. So let's go out there and win. And you shouldn't need a spy. Now let's look at some of the actual like game stuff with this. And we'll probably wrap it up in about 15 minutes or so. But uh, they've only played once before. These two teams. I, I was able to dig in to the previous head-to-head matchups on footystats.org, and it has one game played between these two, and it is from 2014. Uh, before they joined MLS. So it finished nil-nil. And it was when Orlando was top of the USL championship in 2015, uh, 2014. At that point in the season, they were sitting 45 points and Sac Republic were third with 32 points. Orlando had an 82 win percent that season. At that point of the season, which was in August, July, July 17th. And it was at Sac Republic. So uh, that's all we really have from what they what it was like the last time these two have faced off. Orlando was a USL team, and so was uh, Sac Republic. And I'm just trying to find if I can find stats from this game. Footy stats have some things locked, so I'm trying to find. Oh, this is the season that Kevin Molina had like 20 goals. So this is a year that Orlando was really good, but it was a nil-nil draw in Sacramento. So that's all we can really go off for past head-to-head matchups. For these two teams. A nil-nil draw in July of 2014. A game that probably didn't mean that much. And now they're playing for the oldest trophy in U.S. soccer history. The U.S. Open Cup. Still longest running. So they're playing at 8 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow. Sac Republic currently sits fourth in the Western Conference of the USL Championship. They have 43 points. San Antonio is in first with 60. San Diego Loyal is in second with 52. And Colorado Springs switchbacks in third with 51. So it's actually a pretty big gap from fourth, third, second, and first. Of the uh, so I'd say they're pretty even in their league right now. You know, Sac Republic's in fourth, Orlando's in fifth of the East. Um, pretty solid with that. Okay, they have 12 wins, seven draws, eight losses. Sac Republic has they played 27. Now, Sac Republic has scored 35 goals and given up 29 for a plus six goal differential while Orlando has scored 35 and given up 40 for a negative five goal differential. They're at 42 points on the season compared to Sac Republic's 43. So they're pretty, they're pretty even except for Sac Republic actually has a positive goal differential. 
uh, like I said, Orlando's coming in with four straight wins. They beat the Red Bulls 1-0 on August 13th. They beat Charlotte eight, uh, 2-1 late. They won that game very late. Again, uh, that's on 8-21. On 8-28, they beat NYCFC late. And then they beat Seattle late on 8-31. Let's look at Sac Republic's form. Uh, their form currently is they have uh, three losses and two wins in their last five games. So it looks like they lost to Union Monte- Monterey Bay Union 1-0. They beat Colorado Springs Switchbacks 3-0. They lost to Las Vegas FC, Las Vegas Lights FC 2-1. They beat Oakland Roots 1-0, and they lost to Louisville. City 3-1 Louisville, who is the best team in the Eastern Conference of the USL Championship. So, can I find better stats here? Let's let's look at some more stats of what we can see. Their top goal scorer is uh, Malik Foster with five goals, along with Douglas Martinez, who has five goals. Rodrigo Lopez has seven assists. And if you add up goals and assists, Rodrigo Lopez has 11. So, again, very similar to the uh, Orlando, because Orlando's top goal scorer is Cara with nine. So they don't have a double-digit goal scorer. Uh, Neither of these teams do. So that is something to look forward to as well. I, I'm thinking this is going to be a relatively low-scoring game. Um, I'm thinking maybe a nil-nil to penalties or a one-nil late win for either Orlando or Sac Republic. I'm going to make a prediction before the end of the show. And I'm writing this down now. Okay. Um All right, so uh, so, so those are the stats currently for both of those uh, both of those teams. Sac Republic website has a uh, preview for the match up as well. Um, doesn't go too in depth, but if you wanted to look at what they have, it's on there. It is their second match in five days, which is similar to Orlando, who had a game on August 31st. No, they, they're going a full week without a game uh, before they hit the Saturday and play Orlando. I mean, play um, Philly again. And to close out their season, Orlando has just six games left. They play against Philly, Atlanta, Toronto, NYCFC, Inter-Miami, and Columbus Crews. They try to make that playoff push for them sac republic don't have much room to really go up they're eight points behind colorado Springs switchbacks in the usl western conference but if you're looking at the top rated players for fatma ratings rodrigo lopez uh is up there with a 7.66 
Um, he's like their best player when you look at top-rated players. Um, top goal scorers. Now they have... This is funny. They have a... Okay. I see. Okay. So they had something listed wrong originally on FOTMOB. But no, yeah. Malik uh, Foster is still the highest goal scorer with five. Douglas Martinez also has five. Uh, Lopez is four with his uh, assists. So that has 11 total if you add in his assist. A lot of players with two goals and one goal for, for Sac Republic. And let's not forget, the prize is $300,000 and a spot for the CONCACAF Champions League. The runner-up will receive $100,000. So it could be a big win for Sac Republic if they're able to pull it off. That's a lot of money. It's a big Champions League spot. And it'll be the first time that a USL team uh, or non-MLS team wins U.S. Open Cup since I think think the Rochester Rhinos in 1999. It's the last time we've had a non-MLS team win. It's a long time. It's a long time. The Rochester Rhinos won in 1999. Now they're the lame Rochester, New York FC. They should have kept the Rhinos name. But they beat the Colorado Rapids 2-0 at Columbus Crew Stadium. That's a weird spot for that. Um, and then it kind of went on a run where Chicago won, LA won, the Crew won, the Fire won, the Wizards won, which is SKC, LA Galaxy won, the Fire won, the Revs won, DC won, that was 2008. Uh, Seattle, 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 SKC, DC United. Sounders, SKC, Dallas, SKC, Houston, Atlanta. And then we haven't had the U.S. Open Cup in 2020 or 2021 due to the pandem pandemic. So this is the first time we're having a game again since Atlanta won it in 2019 against Minnesota United. It's a big game. Could Sacramento be the first non-MLS team to win it? since 1999 and also be the first team to actually win this cup since 2019. Here's my prediction. I have a Sacramento Republic win one nil. I'm going to say late goal. That's what I'm going to say. Late goal night, uh, a, a one nil victory for Sac Republic is what I have here. It could also go penalties. But uh, I'm feeling a 1-0 just because I want it to happen after this. You know, I wanted them to win anyway before the cheating thing. But now it's like, okay, really got to make them make them pay for trying to cheat. So, yes, I am rooting for Sac Republic tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, September 7th, if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Okay, uh, that's probably going to be it for today. Uh, you know, we're still under the weather here, but I'm feeling a little better. So I thought I would talk about this, especially with the big news break, which we still don't have any sort of update on. I'm assuming we won't have an update until geez, tomorrow at some point then. 
It's not like they're going to cancel the game, I don't think, but, you know. Some sort of punishment or investigation, I would think, has to go on at this rate. But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Sac Republic wins 1-0 late, and that'll pretty much wrap up what we have here for you. We we're going to talk more stuff, and we we're going to talk giveaway for the Panini stuff. That stuff is getting pushed to next week when Logan's able to join us again. And when we both feel a little better. But with it being such a big game coming up this week, and the big news, I was like, I have to kind of push through this and do an episode about this. So I hope everyone enjoys. I hope everyone goes out there and watches the U.S. Open Cup on ESPN Plus tomorrow. And we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.